Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today we are recapping What If Episode 5 in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen that, I would get out of here and go watch it. Uh, and I'm here, this guy, this guy, he is he is the Spider-Man to my cape. It's Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you, man? I'm good, but I'm a little scared. Like, I all day I've been underneath my bed hiding from the zombies. Michael, I, I talked about this last week. This is the one thing I said, keep the dead dead. And what does Marvel do? They don't keep it dead. Now I have to worry about zombies being in my life. Tommy, I got to say, you dodged a bullet here. Because if I didn't start a Marvel slash Star Wars podcast, I was probably going to start a zombie podcast. Because that's how much I love the zombie genre. So if that's any uh, spoiler for my feelings on this episode... Um, but with that being said, we have we do we have a walker coming up on us right now, and uh, uh, I'm sure it, it, he, this walker is full of hot takes and uh, zombie guts. I don't know. It's hot, it's Robbie hot, Freeman. Hot how takes and hot flesh. Yeah, Robbie, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Tommy, are you saying that you've never seen a horror movie before? Don't you I know? Have, the rules? But every, I have, but every time it scares me so much. Oh man, that means you don't know the rules. Come on, you can't say things like that. <sighs> I need to watch this Peter Parker uh, tutorial <laughs> video. <laughs> Robbie, I want to get your read on, like, well, from this episode, of course, but, like, the series as a whole. Well, what have you been thinking about it? So I will be honest and say I came in pretty lukewarm into what if. I was like, I I've, I've, I kind of had a real high from Loki, and I was like, I don't really need what if, cartoons, like, whatever. And I think the first episode didn't really grab me. I didn't love it. And then I, it just been climbing and climbing and climbing in estimation in my mind. I love the Doctor Strange uh, episode, and I absolutely adored this episode. Um, Pym, like who who would have thought that Hank Pym is the most consequential character in the What If universe? But he is, um, and I'm just loving it so far. It's great. It's absolutely great. I think it's my second favorite um, series from Marvel so far. Is that behind Loki or WandaVision? I won't even entertain anything else. It's behind Loki. Come on. Come on. What a joke. Please. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, Tommy, what did you think of this? Okay. I, I, Tommy, like, I, I, I put out a tweet there. You know, we, we just covered Shang-Chi. But uh, my, my, my take here is that this episode is the best Marvel movie of the year. Hands down. Better than Shang-Chi. Better than Black Widow. Uh, Tommy, would you like to counter me? Better than the other TV show? I feel like there's been better episodes. I, I, I do enjoy this episode, but it is definitely not my favorite of the what-ifs. And I think my reason is kind of – maybe I'm bec- – I, I feel like uh, parts of you are, are pushing on me. It's like I felt like there is a lot that when you pull – you pull the bodies apart, right, and you look at their guts, there is a lot that, like, is – questionable and that's kind of the point right like we just want a fun zombie episode but my i guess i'm taking this episode to be able to to put on my stance that this is how we should be treating all the episodes so far and what if it's like listen they're just for fun it's fun to have this like crazy whodunit episode and a crazy zombie episode so that's how it was for me it's like there's no stakes there was a lot to poke into poke holes into like plot wise but I enjoyed uh, just like the craziness of the episode. Yeah, Michael, that's a terrible take, by the way. Um, Shang Chi was like, I, it's an incredible. It was a credible movie. I, I, I talked about it in my podcast. Top tier Marvel movie for me. I think it's somewhere in the top ten for me. 
Um, we don't have to go into that level of detail. Black Widow was trash, so obviously this is better. <laughs> but um, like, I, I thought this was a really great episode. I think it probably is. It's probably neck and neck for my favorite episode. Um, but I, I can respect your your opinion, Tommy. That if you kind of pull apart the guts, as you said, maybe it doesn't work. But I think what really worked for me is that like Peter Parker is our main protagonist, and he's just so dang likable and dang self-referential. And I see a lot of myself in him. Uh, you know what I mean. And uh, it, I just enjoyed it. Uh, I lo- enjoyed it lots and lots. Yeah, I just personally, I feel like um, and Tommy made the the point about the other TV shows being better movies. But I guess I meant that this is like a standalone story uh, more so than like those other episodes. With that being said, though, like it just has everything you want in a zombie movie and more. And like, they totally, they pull out the, the, the George Romero type zombies where they can like, they can use their weapons and they can use their superpowers. And like, th- so they're like, not only they're zombies, but they're incredibly daunting. And the way they like mix the zombie genre with the superhero zo- uh, genre just works so well for me. And the other thing is like, I don't think we're done with Marvel zombies either. Like, uh, I believe there's definitely a cliffhanger here, and I would love to see more of this in season two. You know what? Just give me a freaking Marvel zombie show. I'm all about it. This, the, I, I actually am like, usually I come on here and I'm like, I don't really understand like the comic book connections, but I am actually more aware of Marvel zombies than a lot of things, mainly because it's written by my favorite comic book writer, Robert Kirkman, who wrote The Walking Dead. And uh, you see a lot of that DNA in this in this episode. And uh, like, I'm just, ah, oh, I'm gushing. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I think like what you're both saying that I think the show, the show just had to be a zombie episode. It just had to have some action, some suspense. But I think what it did well was it did have some really good character moments. Like I actually really loved the Peter Parker Hope conversations like those are some of my favorite conversations from the episode is we did get to see also i think we got to see characters we don't normally get a lot from yes we get peter parker and we get you know uh that character leading the way almost but we also see like i mean that team is probably not getting picked first in in kickball like i don't think those (laughs) are the those are the the prime people i would pick for my team so it was cool to see uh like you got happy in his blams like that was fun seeing all these different characters interact i didn't enjoy the futurama reference uh with uh with ant-man's head in the jar i just thought that was delightful (laughs) and then he becomes the hybrid uh like cape wearing head in jar i was just like there was just so much fun things like in this in this episode i agree um hope as a main character i thought we got bucky like wow who knew that having bucky be the protagonist of a tv show could actually be good um (laughs) i didn't think it was possible um but they made it work somehow but uh yeah and and maybe this is yeah they did make it work and i think for me too maybe i just assumed that like that uh chadwick boseman was just gonna be the voice of them like i didn't think that black panther was gonna come back and he came back in this episode and did the voice and like i almost think this was even more impactful and to to that character and that him as the voice because like he even has the line where he says you know in my culture death is not the end and it's like that hits so much more with the context we have nowadays. So, yeah, high on all of this from that point of view. Yeah, I want to get into kind of breaking down the episode a little more linearly here and kind of get we'll start off here by like it's very interesting to see like it's it's a lot more of like the what if parallel to Infinity War. We get Hulk kind of crashing into uh, Strange's 
mansion there and uh things are a little different and uh yeah uh, robbie what do you think about the whole setup here and then we we get ebony mall and all that and uh yeah I thought it was great, and like I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker because that's one of my. I love that sequence in Infinity War, so it was like, oh, I know exactly what the beats of. Like I've seen that sequence a lot of times, so I knew what the beats are. I knew that like, okay, it's Wong, Doctor Strange, and and Iron Man, and like obviously I knew that it was about zombies. And what I really enjoyed about the sequence is that I, I immediately sometimes where I've had a problem with what if is when they're just like, what if Dr. Strange um, like uh, lost his heart instead of his hands? And I was like, but what went different in this universe? And like, we never got that told to us. And I was like, I was on the edge of like being annoyed that like, we weren't going to get that. And then they gave it to us. And I was like, Oh cool. That's a valid explanation. Like that's why something did, went different. And I just thought this opening scene was, was great. Cause it gave us the beat for beat that we had seen before, but in, in a different way. And just like the fun Wong fighting, fighting the Hulk through the portal Hulk still can't get, can't get can't get his powers back. It was just really satisfying. I thought it was great. Yeah, Tommy, any uh, standout moments for you here in the beginning? Yeah, I, I think to go off that, like I do enjoy that they're like messing with the format. But I agree with you. You have to have the reason why this change happened. Like we we see them changing the format a lot with like this. The Who Done It episode was the same way where we we really didn't find out what caused this this new universe until the end. Uh, we did see that here, but I agree that you, you got to have it. I guess the only thing to go off of that, that like, I wish that they would have had, um, I, I wish that it wasn't just like, they explained it, but they explained it kind of right. They're just like, well, there was this other zombie in this interdimension thing, which like is from the comics, like in the comic version, uh, it's, it is like uh, it's a whole different character that gets the zombie virus. Uh, it's Sentry, but it is like an interdimensional virus, and that like I did like that they kept that in here. Uh, some other highlights from the beginning. Yeah, I just like how like we get thrown into it. We we see Mark Ruffalo, a familiar face, and you can tell something's off. And it kind of it, I keep bringing up the Who Done It episode, you know, all with all the death, but it had that kind of feel, that kind of more scary, terrified feel that we've been getting in the last three episodes. To be honest, so I'm actually not a big sorry, Michael. No, totally you're good. Totally there. Um, I'm not a, the, the biggest comic book guy. What what is kind of the history of the zombies in the comics? I like. I think Michael referred to it kind of briefly, but like, is this like a real run that happens, or is it more of a what if issue with the zombies? I don't believe, Tommy, you might correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe it was technically a what if uh, story. It was a standalone series, which I believe would have consisted of 10 issues. Don't quote me on this. It's something like that, but it's a short run of comics. It's not tied into what if. Gotcha. Yeah. So we may actually get a season in the future of this, which which from what I heard is like the idea is that if any of these stories really hit like Zeitgeist, like they might just turn into a TV show. So like that can happen. So, yeah. 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 Sorry, I totally took us off track. No, that's uh, good points. And I, I really like you mentioned like like kind of sc how scary this is, but it's also just like incredibly violent. And I think that's the kind of thing that like uh, when when Marvel's allow like takes that step a little forward and just takes us a little bit darker, darker. And it doesn't even have to be like darker per se, but whenever they can shock me, and I think they shocked me a lot in this episode of what they're willing to do as far as like, especially in this scene, 
uh, we see Wong's head get cut off by his own portal. And I was like, <laughs> damn, they're not holding punches. So, uh, and it's not like, it's not like, oh, this was like a, um, a henchman of a villain. This was like a named character that we all love. Well, and I, know, I know, Tommy, you love this, but it gave me invincible vibes. And it gave me, it gave me the boys vibes where like, we get gritty, like, Tony Stark, not I mean zombie Tony Stark, but like we get to see his powers used for evil, and that's fun as hell. <laughs> like that's just really cool to see. And I never would have thought that Marvel would do this. Like exactly, I know it's a cartoon, and so it's not. But what they're letting their characters do, yes, in a obviously it's like this had to happen in order for this to happen. But we'll get into it. But the stuff with Vision, it's dark. It's super dark, and, and I am surprised they let their character, a character they have plans to do more with in the future, be seen in this light. Even though it is a hypothetical light, I'm surprised they were like, yeah, let's, let, we're game for that. You know, again, it's like I'm, I'm excited that Marvel is uh, not being too protective of their image as much as I think their, their mother Lord Disney sometimes is where like Disney has to be prime and proper all the time. And I think that Marvel's taking more risk. Should we ship a, a couple less than vision and Wanda? Like when they lose each other, they become the worst. <laughs> it's almost the like worst. we have to ship them just for our own safety. Like yeah. it's not, no one supports them as a couple. It's just, it's for our safety that we need them to be. Yeah, they're like toxic. They're like your friends who are toxic when they're separated. It's just like, just be toxic together. So we don't have to deal with you. So you don't enslave towns and like cannibalize other superheroes. Yeah. So like in every universe, we like, there's actually just like five. It's us just going about uh, like causing a bunch of meat cutes to happen for Wanda exactly. and, and Vision. Uh, yeah, there's some really weird stuff coming up with Vision, so I'm excited to get to that. But I want to talk about, um, we've touched on some of this stuff. Um, we get some flashbacks. Well, first and foremost, Spider-Man and Hope show up to kind of save the day. But we also go into the flashbacks where we learn that the virus came from the quantum realm, which we talked about. We also get uh, uh, where uh, the Avengers get turned. And I really like how they did this. Um, little, uh, uh, Hank is real small and like bites him on the neck like a mosquito and like that was like again it's like we've never seen something like that in, a, in, in any zombie type show obviously because like people don't turn small in those in, in those movies but uh, again just the way they mesh and mold with the, the powers of these people and how it translates to zombies I really appreciated that there was some serious, I feel like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, fan service from theories. Um, uh, have you have you guys heard of the butthole theory with Thanos? Oh, yeah, we've talk, we talked about this a couple <laughs> of times ago. So, like, I, they basically paid that off, like, with, with the Wasp. Like, she killed someone basically like that. And I was like, I was like, cool to see them front and center. And But I like you, I was, I was really impressed with what they did there. Because again, like they were like, and then everyone was infected in a day. And I was like, what the hell? And then they quickly explained it. And I was like, oh, that's satisfying. Like, yeah, the Avengers got infected. Like that a zombie apocalypse would would spill out that quickly and it would happen. So um, yeah, that scene was really cool on, on the Golden Gate Bridge. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it, like it's we said, it also gives the opportunity for characters we don't normally get a ton of mm -hmm. time from to get that time because you get rid of the heavy hitters, you know, in a way that makes the whole episode feel impactful because it is like 
like the narrator says, like when the Avengers are gone, like this is a big deal. Like no one can stop the zombie thing in their minds, you know? Yeah. And this is, again, we, we lose our, all of our Avengers here, but we do get our, our little introduction to like the B team Avengers. Uh, and we get like, uh, this cute little homemade video from Spider-Man. He's kind of like documenting his, uh, zombie apocalypse experience. And, and we see happy, we see Kurt, who I did not expect to show up in any of these episodes, Bucky and Sharon, which, yeah, if there cannot be a worse team of... Uh... Who is Kurt? <laughs> I did not get that reference. Who is that guy? He's an Ant-Man and the Wasp, and he... I, I i don't really remember him. I forget the actor's name, but he played Polka Dot Man recently. Yeah, um, he's okay. he's uh, part of the X-Con... Like, you can see him wearing his X-Con shirt, so they start the, oh, okay, the business together. So he's one of the guys... Uh, and he was a funny one. Like he had, I think he's Russian and he has like, he does like a lot. But of did he have powers in Ant-Man no. and the Wasp? No. no, he's just like one of the, he's, one of the like. He's just a normal yeah. guy. He's like uh, Michael Pena's friend. I got Zombieland vibes from like that video. Like that, the intro yeah. to it gave me big like, like Peter Parker, welcome to uh, Zombieland. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was very Jesse Eisenberg in Zombieland for sure. Yeah, it, but we also see this another time in the MCU uh, at the start of Homecoming. He also does uh, yeah. a, a sort of homemade video like this, so that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, and he gives so many nicknames to like, and like he knows their like their best qualities. Like he's really like doxing these people, Peter Parker, when he's when he's showing their intros. You got Bucky's a heavy sleeper. Bucky doesn't even sleep, so how is he a heavy sleeper? That's a whole plot point. <laughs> Falcon the winter soldier that he doesn't sleep. So, I feel like he's he's the you. He's the you of the, the universe. Like, let's say you became a superhero, Tommy. You'd be like well read and you would know everything about other superheroes and you would like fanboy out when you got to hang out with them. You'd be like, it's like it's like when you're on RHAP, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, oh, Rob likes to wear this shirt on Tuesdays. It's like Yeah. It's so crazy. I should start videos on like you know, teaching people new new things like, hey, welcome, welcome to Stark Wars. This is how we do things over here. And then I'll do the team, like Michael will be showering and I'll take a video and like open hey, the get curtain. out of here. What are you doing, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah, we'll work on that. That'll be like our year anniversary project is the uh, the Star Wars home video, I guess. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also get uh, Okoy uh, who shows up here and they go, uh, is it the, uh, Robbie, you're a Yankee. Is this the Grand Central Station? Is that where they go here? Yeah, this is Grand Central, 42nd Street, baby. Okay. All this right, is, yeah, so. this is the, yeah, this is this is a uh, they they take. I I did like the bit where they were in the miniature car and then they like explode up big. I think that is always entertaining and funny. And they wind up at Grand Grand Central with this like beautiful like beautiful facade and like really there are like catacombs to it. So it was a really good location to like have a lot of the central behavior going on there. I really like that that kind of choice of landmark. Yeah, and we also this is uh, more of kind of what I talked about uh, as far as like mixing the hero and the zombie, and we get some more of that here with uh, Fal Falcon and Hawkeye, um, and uh, yeah, they just, the Falcon kills Happy, and then this was like super dark. Uh, no, no, Sharon... uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye kills Happy. Oh, okay, no? yeah, with uh, the arrows, you're, right? You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, um, Falcon's good. fighting Bucky and and Akoya. That's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. No. Like that. 
I really liked Falcon flying in as a zombie. Like, again, it was just really fun to see zombies with superpowers. Like, usually you see zombies who can, like, walk fast. Like, that's the biggest, best thing they can do is they can run. Um, but here you're getting them, like, they have falcon wings and, um, like, all that kind of good stuff. So it was just, like, I really enjoyed seeing that. And, like, that was a cool fight sequence uh, with uh, Clint with the with the, the bow, bow and arrow. Um, if only Aquafina was there to stop him, maybe she could have like use her bow and arrow to, to out bow and arrow him. But um, who knows? Anything yeah. Cause you know, they have the same amount of experience and they're <laughs> equally as good. Even she though trained Hawk for two days straight. I thought it was two hours. I mean, <laughs> two uh, hours. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, wrong podcast. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, Tommy, do you have anything on the whole train, the grand central station scene with Falcon and Hawkeye? I thought it was like cool to all see how all the characters did different things and also see this team come together. Cause this is like, we've talked about a random group of people and yet they all seem to be able to work well off of each other. Uh, I love the happy part of it. Where, are you making noises? No. Like, he's blam, 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 <laughs> blam, blam. I, love that. Fact, I, forgot, I forgot about that. So you totally just brought that up. I totally forgot about that. And the fact that he's uh his zombie did it too. Like his zombie was still making the blam noises. <laughs> yes. Um, it was really, uh, uh, I wanted to, I really wanted to touch on this. Cause again, this is kind of like one of those things like, dang, they went there, but you get Sharon, like turn his glove around on him and like shoot him in the head. And I'm just like, dang, like, I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, I guess that's zombies for you. I mean, you can't have a zombie show without like shooting people in the head, but yeah, it was super dark. And like, I, like you guys have been saying, like it, I think the thing that kept me in this, as much as I'm like, there's a lot of potholes, and there, there really is, but I just like the idea of zombies having superpowers. That's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like it's as simple as that. It's like it's like one sentence: superheroes with zombies. Like like boom. Okay, I'm in. Like yeah. Like it, it's sometimes it's as simple as as having a good elevator pitch, and I think this this episode just has a good elevator pitch. Yes. Uh, we also get, I guess this is even darker, but uh, Okoy like slices Falcon in half. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't even touch on that, but um, not the last just... person to be sliced in half in this, in this, oh, like, yeah, no, no. there's some yeah. more decapitations coming. It's, it's, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Um, we also get the sequence where Spider-Man is like trying to start the train back up. So he's like in the tracks, like pulling the train with his webs and then the zombies show up, but the, the cape saves him. So I was so scared we were gonna lose Peter Parker here when he's like when he's like his head is literally touching zombies as he's like pulling backwards. I'm like, oh no, someone needs to get Peter Parker out of here. He's our golden boy. We can't lose him. Yeah, yeah I don't know if, if I was the only one, but maybe it was because the Spider-Man trailer that dropped. But I was getting serious uh, Spider-Man two vibes with the train when he's like when he's like Jesus holding back. Literally, he's like Jesus pose on the train, like that iconic scene. And yeah. I was getting that like it was almost like a reverse vibe on that. But I was just like it like brought me back to that space. And I was just like really like, oh, this is cool to be thinking about that, like iconic Tobey Maguire Spider-Man scene. And like I was, I was also very glad that like there was a deus machina that saved his life because like I was not ready to lose him um, in that situation. Yeah, I want to, since we're on the topic of Spider-Man, jumping ahead a little bit, um, Tommy, I want to ask you, I believe this is the first time we ever get a reference to Uncle Ben yeah. in the Tom Holland Spider-Man uh, content. So what, what, what do you make of that? Does that mean anything to you? You know, it's, Potentially, it means we could see Uncle Ben show up, right? 
and that's been a rumor that you know some of it being just a jokey rumor because I don't know I don't even know if I want to say it to put it out in the universe but there's one Uncle Ben theory that's out there that well, I do Uncle not Ben's like. Mephisto right <laughs> oh you got it no, <laughs> I nailed no. it right there's a theory Uncle that's... Ben is is Mephisto it's actually I'll... worse than that <laughs> who yeah, is Doctor really Strange. Is. I don't know this rumor. Uh, for, I don't want to know. For you, it. Robbie. For, I'll, I'll tell you if you want to hear it, Robbie. If you don't, I want to hear it. I'm a, I'm into dumb right. theories. Okay, so the theory is that what if Tobey Maguire comes back as Uncle Ben in this universe, and so that's the theory. And then there's like memes going out there, like just because she's Aunt May doesn't mean she's my Aunt May, and it's like <laughs> super bad. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's really bad, but I'm into I'm into dumb theories like that. Um, but yes, I, you talk, I do. You're talking to someone who has Chris Evans coming back as the Torch, so like that's oh, that's no. like that's that's my theory that I just recycle them, like, recycle them. It's fun. <laughs> I I do think Uncle Ben could show up in in the Marvel universe, uh, essentially in the movie. I I could see it in the new Spider Man movie, but I think it was fun that they at least referenced it. Like it shouldn't be a secret. Yeah. Let's talk about Uncle Ben. Stop keeping Uncle Ben hidden away. Let's more conversations. It's healthy for you and Aunt May. I agree. The upcoming Spider-Man movie, it doesn't feel like there's enough characters. So, like, we probably should bring Uncle Ben. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. 100%. That's just how yeah. I feel. It's like I don't know what's going on. Well, see, Robbie, if they bring him, bring him back as Tobey Maguire playing him, then that kills two birds with one stone because yeah, then you true. get. Tobey Maguire in there and Uncle Ben, so you don't have to have two characters there. <laughs> maybe it's maybe Aunt May is Andrew Garfield, and it's like a, and it's yep. just, like it's just a, like a modern romance relationship, and like whatever. I think like, you nailed he, it. You killed you thrill, three birds with one stone. Come on, <laughs> killing it. <laughs> I'm just picturing the scene where like Tom Holland <laughs> walks in, turn around. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is Aunt May. Turn around again. Uncle Ben's there, but it's Tobey Maguire. It's Uncle Ben. I see it. We're it's Uncle Ben movie. and Uncle May. Yeah, we're actually gonna be Uncle May. We're actually getting a letter, a season desist from uh, Marvel as we speak. <laughs> like Kevin Feige is being like, "How did these guys figure it out? They must have. They must have worked at that FX company that dropped the trailer." Like, that's the best thing that could happen to this podcast if we get a season desist from from the MCU. Oh, yeah, it's like, dude, we're made, we've made it. <laughs> I think we'd have yeah. to frame it and put it in the background of our yeah. Of- yeah. Yeah. I worked at some podunk company and I like and I like made a tweet like making a a Beatles reference and like legal was like you can't do that. Like we might get sued. I'm like, if the Beatles sue us, like that's gonna be good for business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like net positive here. So should that be our new goal, Michael? In every podcast we try to get sued by someone. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. I'm what do I have to lose? Come on. I mean I I, I don't have money now, so it's not I mean, what are they gonna do? Take all the money I don't have. I don't, I don't even know how that works. Who should we like start? Slander- should we start slandering? I don't know. Like uh, Subway, you're not fresh. Come for <laughs> us, Subway. Sue us. I I don't care. Like that'd be crazy if you just sued us now, Subway. I don't yeah, know. Jay, Subway is weirdo. one of those places where their PR team uh, they have bigger problems with the. <laughs> they do, which is <laughs> why I thought we go and with Jared. <laughs> well, I thought we could take him out because they're already like they're already got like a wound in the leg. Like I didn't want to go for a big dog. Like I was thinking some easy ammo for yeah. us first. You ever, you ever have Domino's? It's like garbage Papa John's, basically. So going for Dom- we're attacking oh. two people at once. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, you got to cat right. throw pasta against the wall. You got to go against. I know I, did, I said that wrong, wrong word there. Um, I wouldn't want to throw pasta against the wall. I know, Tommy. Well, that's I know. how you check if it's fully cooked, right? <laughs> I know who I'm attacking at the zombie apocalypse. 
Well, no, because Tommy's cat is named Pasta, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to appear as if. And I was also, it's a myth to throw pasta <laughs> against the wall. If you throw pasta against the wall, it's actually going to be done, overdone. Uh, you you know not to do that. That's not an actual thing. Italians do. I still like throwing pasta. So. Uh, All right, right. we're we, back we on track. On. Let's get as back on track. Getting, as far as getting sued is, uh, let's go back to. We get this next little scene here is uh, we kind of get a reunion. Uh, old Cap shows back up and he bites Sharon and then uh, Bucky fights him. So uh, I don't know. It's pretty straightforward. It's kind of cool to see like these characters face off. Um, Cap got decapitated with the shield. Thank you very much, Marvel. That was awesome. <laughs> Again, like just awesome things. And like this yeah. was also this was also like leads into the. Uh, the the butthole theory was like the wasps going inside Sharon and exploding her. Like it was just like an amazing sequence. Um, one question yeah, we, I do have is just go ahead. We also got a cool line. Uh, again, like I just like these like taking lines from the lore that we've already created and, and re reusing them in certain ways. It's the this is the end of the line for you. Where like usually Bucky is like I'll I'll go to the end of the line with you. So that was a cool twist for him to say to Cap there. Uh, I, I liked this stuff, and mm. yeah, then we got your. your also, bubble. they were on a train. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, I I did have a question. Does does everyone's suit come with a holster for the shield? Because Bucky just takes that shield and like immediately is able to like sling it on his back, and it's like perfectly like does does his uniform just it's come like prepared to have the it's shield? Magnets, bro. Maybe it's uh <laughs> like. Maybe it's like uh, something that they have to have. If you're going to be like a Captain America sidekick, you have to make sure that your suit has uh, has a holder for the shield, just in case. It's got it's got to be. I feel like I feel like I've seen like them all just throw it on their back, no problem. Like that seems like it'd be cumbersome yeah. to carry, isn't it? Like eight hundred pounds or something like that. Maybe that's what we're missing in the movies is we don't see the times where Cat makes his sidekicks carry the shield because it's too heavy for him. Like they're oh they're going to the the Red Skull base. Hey Bucky, can you can you hold my uh, shield for me? He's uh, their caddy. The, the yeah. sidekicks are their caddy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, like what if Bucky was like, I don't think this shield will be good enough for you today, Captain. <laughs> let's get the let's get the six inch uh, shield out. I just thought of yeah. I was like, what if Captain America Frolf? With Bucky as really caddy. <laughs> oh, no. I, th I think there's a little wind. I think you should use the smaller shield here. Let me uh, take it out. There you go. <laughs> Just like, this would I'm be like it. if this would be like if you guys like set up my personal microphone stand on your desk in case I died. Therefore, you could take my <laughs> microphone and then put it on your desk. Yeah. Exactly. Just I, I was trying to like come up with that real world comparison that makes no sense, and I think it I think it makes as much sense as uh, Bucky taking a shield. So. Exactly. Um, so Sharon gets exploded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that. Um, so then yeah. they get they get to the end of the line and they're they're right at the the source of the power and they're fully they're fully covered by zombies and there's only one way to get there and that's for for the wasps to go giant. Uh, Tommy, I saw you roll your eyes right there. I want to know why you just rolled your eyes because I on, I, I rolled my Don't eyes also. Don't. I rolled I'll my tell eyes. You why, I'll tell you why I hate this. So. The thing to keep in mind is like she's already bitten. She she or whatever. I, I'm my theory is when she exploded Sharon, a piece of Sharon's bones sliced her suit open as she was going. Because my me and my roommate got into this is like if her suit was cut before she went big, uh, that wouldn't have worked. Because the suit, the whole thing is the suit helps her go big and small because it's like vacuum. So if the suit oh, is yeah. you know 
So that was just a small, like, uh, but anyways, back to the main part. Uh, <laughs> the reason I don't like it is because she can fly and she doesn't need to just get big. She can literally just fly them over. All that, all that <laughs> is all included. But the main reason I rolled my eyes is because how dare they leave her alive when she, when she sacrifices herself. She is the wasp. She, we have seen how uh, Hank Pym can turn tiny and bite you from afar. You're going to leave that out on the zombies team? You're going to leave that weapon yeah. out there for them to use now? That's wild I was, to me. I thought the same exact thing. I like saw they like they're like, oh, she turned into a zombie. She's a giant, no big deal. Um, let's just keep going with our mission. Let's not let's not take care of this problem. This is walking definitely dead. Come you back. need to kill them immediately. Get rid yeah. of them. Here's the problem. Nobody a- had nobody had the capabilities of they're they're not it's not Iron Man who could like laser beam her in the head. Like, what are they gonna do? And she also, was dramatically falling, Michael. That's when you take the shot. She's whoa. They don't have she- a shot. That's what I'm saying. What is Kirk gonna pull out a, a pencil and Yeah. No. There was, there was something to be done. There was something to be done. And I but you know what? I, I praised my, my man Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And I'm going to say he didn't watch enough movies because he should have known that this was coming. Whenever you leave someone alive or you you let them turn into a zombie, you got to double tap them in that brain and you got to you got to 86 them from the situation. You got to get them out of the plot. And that was he had Bucky had a shield. He could have threw the yeah. shield at her. All right, all right, Robbie. I want to. You said something that concerned me. How do you expect her to fly all of them across? One at a time. <laughs> two at a time. I'm less on that. <laughs> two, two at a time. Three at a time. She's a wasp. Doesn't How she? Do you think she's she a take? wasp. Well, isn't it point. like ants? You can hold a hundred times their weight. Shouldn't a wasp be able to hold? <laughs> That's uh, a good two point. Of, like, shouldn't she be able to hold everyone as a wasp? Never in my life have I seen a wasp carrying anything, but. Uh, I'm gonna defend this because I loved this scene. I thought this was really. Oh, cool. I thought it was one good. Thing- I thought it was good TV. But like, this is where this is the one where I can most poke holes in. And I was just like watching, and I was just like poke, 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 poke. Tommy, you know what I hated the most about all this? They made another like hope pun about like her name <laughs> yeah. being Hope, and also, I also was annoyed. At I was this. like, stop doing this. Like, like, did they really name this character Hope so they could just talk about how everything's full of hope around her? Do you think the scriptwriters didn't talk to each other and they both like came up with the theory of like we're gonna make a whole thing about ho- we're gonna use the hope line in the the uh, killing the Avengers episode and in this episode, but they didn't talk to each other and they're like, oh no, we used the same line. This is so embarrassing for us. I think you're probably right. Like, I, I think that like people are lazy and they default to the worst jokes um, as someone who usually does. So like, I totally respect yeah. um, the writers each coming with to the same line and it's, it's not great, but what are you going to do? Rob- Robbie, what if every time I saw you, I was like, Oh, I'm going to rob you. Like, what if um, I made that joke every time we talked? Yeah. I mean, like, what if, but like, what if you made that joke and then independently Tommy saw me and he made the joke? Like I wouldn't fault, I wouldn't fault both of you. I would just be like, this is a dumb joke that people say with my name. You should like, fault both of us because it's not funny. Yeah. People it's- do that stuff all the time. Like I get, yeah. for my, my birthday is November 5th. So do you know how many times I hear, remember, remember the 5th of November? Do you know how many times, Michael? That's kind of too cool. many That's times. Cool no, but um, it gets sure, but it gets like it's it's the same way you're saying of like it's it's over done after a point. I, yeah. I would snap. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a bad dating story? I think you guys do. So let's stop down. Let's uh, see it, Robbie. 
<laughs> no, you can keep this in. I don't mind. Um, I was on a date once and um, we, we kissed goodnight and we were talking and she's like, oh, I'm allergic to nuts. And I like couldn't oh, help no. myself because I was a little drunk and I was like, uh, I was like, oh, you're allergic to these nuts. And she's like, every guy has said that to me for the last 10 years. And I'm like, I immediately regretted it as I said it. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made that joke. And then she never talked to me again. Yeah, at that point, you walk out of the vehicle. Even if it's your vehicle, you say, this is yours now. Like, I'm so <laughs> yeah, sorry. exactly. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great talking to you. We had a great night. I look forward to never seeing you again because I just made that joke. So I, we're all guilty of, of of doing shit like that. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Can I can I complain again about, about <laughs> Hope? Michael, yeah, can I? <laughs> I guess. I'm not going to like it, but I'll. I'll, I'll also, I'll so it. she drops them off. <laughs> Nice little scoop. Here you go over the gate. And it dramatically falls. You're not going to take out more bad guys? You, They didn't even bite her yet. Yes, they were crawling up her leg. And there was the one that cracked her helmet. She but was like, already infected. She was going down. You're saying she didn't have a little more energy in her to, like, <laughs> take out some bad guys? She should, have, the, she should have slapped herself with, like, an exploding ring. and been like, Yeah, and it I'm dramatically falls backwards. But, oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. But she may have smushed a lot of people when she fell. You never That's know true. That. She did smush some. Look, I'm not taking – look, I'm usually pretty open to opinions, but I'm not taking slander from this episode. We're, so we're moving on from the worst part, and we're going to the best part, which is when they enter the compound and they find Vision. And this is, again, uh, we get our – we get uh, future – oh, you're going to complain about this, aren't you, Robbie? Uh, no, I already future- complained about it. The most toxic relationship in the MCU. Like, these Wait. people, like – Wait, can I complain about this section? <laughs> Jesus, guys. All right, fine, whatever. No, you you tell us that you tell Michael. I don't want to poo poo on your planet. You you tell us what you. Yeah, like. I don't want to yuck your yum. I actually enjoyed this yeah. scene too, but like just thinking about it, I'm like these two like are toxic. And, like, well, let me ask you this: Do we together. do we like uh, Scott's head and and the case? Yes. I didn't mind it. I didn't need it, but I like that it referenced like that's something from the comics. Like that's it's it's uh, I believe Janet's head in the comics uh, because like this isn't Vision. This is Hank. That's this crazy man that's like eating people. Uh, my gripe with it, <laughs> with the Vision stuff, all for it. Loved loved him like feeding people to Wanda. Loved all that. One conversation is going to convince him this was a bad idea. He's been doing this for a while now, right? Like, he's been feeding people. If he felt any remorse, it would have been when he's feeding his friend Black Panther to Wanda. But in one conversation with some alive heroes, and now he's like, yes, I take the Mind Stone. We need to stop all of this. This is bad now. What is that, Michael? Explain that to me. You're spoiling my gripe because I have no idea why Vision committed suicide yeah. <laughs> here. Like, uh, the, the, that is my biggest complaint. I don't understand why that was the solution. Oh, not that that him committing suicide made the end of Infinity War make absolutely no sense? <laughs> Like the whole climax of Infinity War is about how he can't get this stone out or he needs to delicately get it out and like only Wanda can remove it. And he just like, he's like, he just like takes it out. Like you would, I don't know, like take off your glasses. He's just like, oh, <laughs> take the stone out. I guess yeah. I'll take it now. <laughs> okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being too negative on this. I loved all this. I thought it was great. Like I was very much entertained during the sequence. Like it's really fun to nitpick on this stuff. Cause it's like, it's comic book stuff. It's really fun to nitpick, but like it was, it was a lot of fun. It was like, Fun, like, 
like see being excited that it was vision and then like slowly realizing that something was off um and that there was something like really going wrong and then discovering uh I, i'm blanking who was it was it the black panther who was who only had a ha who was missing a leg and then you see the black panther without a leg and you're like oh this is no bueno and then you get like evil evil vision so it, it was like it was a fun journey like did it like does it track everything does it make you like the scarlet witch and vision no but like it's fine. It was like a fun, again, it was a fun step in the horror movie. I, I always have problems with movies where it's like a villain's been doing this thing for forever, but because we're watching this movie, they have to, like, the villain then changes their mind. So that's always hard for me, but I do agree with everything you're saying. I did love the the feeling and, like, solving it as it went. Like, be like, wait, this doesn't feel right. Like, something's up with Vision. Like, this is weird. And then you see Black Panther, who they were looking for earlier, and it was like, oh, no, like, this is, this is messed up. Like, I loved all that. It's just all like I said. I would have just I would have rather him went down with the ship. I think for that character instead of him being like having a coming uh, like a moment of like oh wait I did do something horrible and I had to atone for my sins. It's like no, let him well, just be crazy. Yeah, why does Vision always get to atone for his sins? Like, why can't someone just like? Yeah. I guess he's like too powerful. Like, but like, what if they just like figured out a way to like get the stone out? But again, what are you gonna do? Um, just fun. And, like, I think this is where we get into the first, uh, like, uh, uh, Spider-Man being like, do you guys even watch horror movies? Like, do you even know what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, I think the first one's in the train station. There's another one here. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, I, like I'm a sucker for, like, the Scream franchise, like, those kind of things. I love a good meta, self-referential thing. And I think that, like, Spider-Man just brings so much fun of that. Um, it all, also harkens back to In Infinity War, it was like, and I think it was another movie also where he's like, oh, you know, like that really old movie oh, in like Civil War is like that really old movie um, Empire Strikes Back and all that stuff. So it's like I always love when he kind of is referential to pop culture because that's what we are. We're, we're pop culture nerds. And if we were any of these characters, we would be we would be Spider-Man. We'd be uh, Peter Parker. So that's why yeah. we, we get it. Michael, would you uh, feed me Robbie if I was a zombie? If like a zombie apocalypse happened, would you keep me in our podcasting uh, house together? Tommy, and... Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. I just said I would start a zombie podcast. What makes you think I'm keeping a zombie alive? <laughs> You're dead, Tommy. I would kill you. You need a you need a guest for the zombie podcast. You need you a co-host. Yeah, exactly. You just I'm like I'm like the shock, shock jock. Like you bring me on, and it's like, oh, Tommy, any good feedback today? Wow. All right, that's it from Tommy today. Now to the news, you know. Yeah, hey, Tommy the zombie. Yeah, yeah, we go to Tommy the zombie with our Tommy the zombie update, and he goes, Ugh. "Yeah, you're really Tommy missing zombie. out." <laughs> this, all of this, uh, though, especially the kind of like feeding to to Wanda. It's this is like straight out of The Walking Dead. Again, yeah. this this story originates from a Robert Kirkman story, so I've seen this in the comics and in the shows like four or five times. So um, that was cool. And I agree with you. Like, I love that stuff in the comics. I'm a big Walking Dead guy myself. But, yeah, I, I guess for me, it's like in Kirkman, you usually won't have the villain, like, change his ways. It usually goes down with the ship. So I would have just liked that little twist, but I can still – I won't harp too much more on it. I made my – I have a, a question for everyone. Um, what Avenger would you like to be served um, if you were a zombie? Like, which which Avenger would you be most excited to eat? Which Avenger is the tastiest? Is essentially which, 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 yeah, essentially was it? No, I mean, maybe, maybe you're, I want, you want, maybe you want like really a lot of protein, so you're not going for the tastiest. I don't know. Um, which, which Avenger would you like to eat the most? Wow, Tommy, are we entertaining this? 
Are you not entertaining this question? I'm kind of thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like you're okay, trying I'll, to come I'll, I'll, say this, I'll say this. You would think that Black Panther would be the best option because he's a, a panther, right? I mean, it's at least a mammal that uh, would, would produce good meat. See, you I was, I was mammals, thinking... Right? <laughs> yeah, but they're like the same mammal as us. Uh, I was going off that same thought. I was thinking, and I don't know if he's technically an Avenger, but uh, Rocket Raccoon. I would, I would. Oh my god, the roadkill! Oh no, like, there's like, oh, there's so many wires in that. You'd you'd be just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I need around the wires, but I, I think I'm that'd be like my first meal in. Like it would like, I, I want to, you know, dip my. It's like getting into a, uh, a deep end of the kiddie pool. You know, like you gotta dip your toes into the water. So I'll eat the raccoon first. Eventually, I'll make it up to like human meat. I think I want to be a, a vegetarian, so I'd go with Groot. Is what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I'm moving on from this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I expected. I'm a, Robbie's, this, yeah, Robbie's on the podcast, baby. Yeah, Michael, you did this to us. <laughs> Hulk sacrifices himself. What did you guys, uh, but does he though? Like he's still alive. Yeah. We didn't see the resolution. Did we? Cause it seems, and this is another great I have. Hulk's skin can't be bitten, but then we see later on Thanos's can. So other like alien species can't, but some some people can get bit, some people can't. They pick and choose their their uh, what works and what doesn't. But, but we've it seen also the directly Hulk is bulletproof. Like he's bulletproof. We've never seen. Yeah, the, but we go yeah. back two episodes. His skin isn't bulletproof, and Hank Pym just kills him, no problem. So like, I guess it's different dimensions, so different Hulk uh, characteristics, but. Uh, be consistent here, Marvel. Come on, come on. Yeah. Be so I did like. I loved uh, Scarlet Witch uh, Hulk fight. Like, I, I think yeah. the fun part of, of this episode is that we got to see some of our superheroes fighting each other, and like we don't get opportunities for that, right? Because like that's a huge story plot uh, problem if they have a bunch of our heroes fighting each other. So it's cool that we can do that kind of stuff here. Yeah, I've mentioned in the past one of my favorite things about this show is not necessarily like the initial what if question but it's the what ifs within the what ifs right and and this hulk versus wanda i mean did we was anybody asking who would win in this fight really but um wanda's kicking hulk's butt and it's gonna be easy but with that being said it was cool to see the face off yeah for sure and i'm just like uh, captain marvel's in space not doing anything the eternals are just sitting on the beach getting ready for their movie um and they're not doing anything and just uh cool just let everyone become zombies yeah eternals really got to explain a bunch of all these events <laughs> that on. every movie's like but the holocaust i'm like why didn't you stop the holocaust <laughs> or any of these things well this and is you know what problem. captain america does he does stop the holocaust that's that's a, just as a the sign of a good true superhero and uh the eternals they really drop the ball on all this bullshit this is my problem with the Watcher too, though, because uh, apparently at some point he's gonna want to intervene. But if if he's not gonna intervene for the destruction of the universe by Doctor Strange, like like if if everything being destroyed is not enough, then uh, yeah, he's never. Well, at, least uh, he's the, never at least the Watcher is like a big picture guy. He's like, just because you screwed over this universe doesn't mean we have to screw over every universe. So I I kind of can I feel I feel for the Watcher almost a little. I do, Michael, that is a good point. Like, if and I think inevitably when they do have the, the Watcher inter, interfere with what's going on, it's got to be a moment that fully makes sense. Because you're right, like, we have all these other moments of, like, universes getting destroyed and he doesn't 
step in. So they that's going to be a big moment for Marvel to pick that moment. If they do, you know, there is a chance that he doesn't ever interfere in this season. I lean towards he does, and I think you got to make sure that's – I'm assuming that it will be something where, like, the Watcher gets attached to a single person. So it's less about saving the universe, but it's more about this specific uh, universe's person that he gets attached to and tries to protect. So it's really interesting you bring this up because I don't even think I was really thinking about this. Like, I always just thought of him as an observer. But, like, I think if we're going – let's say we're galaxy-braining, Marvel has all these shows, all these movies, like, fully fleshed out. Like, the Watcher is somewhere – deep in the run where it's like the watcher versus Kang. Like it's like, that is like where it's like that, like the watcher finally decides to do something and he, and he faces off against Kang. Like that would be a crazy long payoff, but I honestly don't think they're going to have the, I think the watcher is just the Rod Sterling. He's just the narrator. And I don't think he's actually going to take any action in, in this, in this, like in these, in this series, at least the first season for sure. I said that at first, Robbie, and I was keeping that that uh, sentiment going for three episodes until I saw him speak to Doctor Strange, which I felt like was kind of a breadcrumb to something the greater that has to come. And and he is like he says it out loud, like he's struggling with the conflict of like, should I intervene? And like, I don't think we leave that thread hanging. Fair enough. Uh, Robbie, gun to your head. What if season two? Uh, are we getting the Marvel Zombies sequel? Are we picking up with um, these characters? I think I think for sure. Like, I think that this was probably a fan favorite. I think the re- uh, the reaction that I saw online was pretty strong. I think that it's a really fun topic. I think, honestly, Zombie Cell, um, like, like they're going to do an episode. And honestly, they're probably going to, like, for lack of a better, they're going to run out of, like, good ideas. Like, they're going to have, like, really, like, far down ideas. But um, I think we get a second episode of this, for sure. I could definitely see them do it again. My only thought that not is they kind of, even more than I think the – T'Challa as Star-Lord episode did, they really yada yada the ending where what I took from it was basically that even if they get the mind stone there and everyone gets changed back to human, then Thanos is just there with basically all the Infinity Stones. So it's inevitable that like it's just going to doom the universe anyways because now all your heroes are dead and now Thanos can just take over. That's how I took it. So I, I don't know if they already kind of resolved it there, but if they didn't, I would be all for more zombies on my uh, TV screen. Question for you, Tommy. I, I don't remember how this ended. Uh, did Kirk survive this madness? I don't think we see either way. I believe at this point, Kirk, Kirk was alive. And it kind of like ended with like a shot. Like the, the watcher was giving his whole spiel. And like he basically said, like, just because you say, like, they may have had the hope, but you may not save the universe. And it goes on to thanos and you can see thanos there with all the infinity stones other than the mind stone this was the first episode i think where i was like oh man like it ended like i i like i like was ready for another 10 minutes and like when they showed thanos i was like oh like there's gonna be a scene here and it was like no cut to black it's over and i was like oh man so like that's a reason why i think we probably get another episode but also like i think this episode left me wanting more the most of of any of these episodes where i was like the story could keep going right now Gotcha. So uh, that kind of, we kind of covered it all here. Um, is there any other final thoughts we have on this? No, I think what has been fun. Like, I think what I've liked about it is it is like zero stakes. Like we can talk about this and have fun and, and you know, maybe to Michael's detriment, like, you know, uh, make fun of some things in it. It's still a fun adventure. Uh, and who would have thought we would ever see Marvel zombies on our TV screens? 
I also think it's underrated that like I don't feel the need to watch this at 5:30 in the morning. I don't feel the need like I can watch it on Saturday and it's just as enjoyable because it's not going to get spoiled or even if it gets spoiled it's like whatever. It's like a single episode contained. Um and I think I was struggling a little bit with that with Loki even though I loved it. I just like felt this pressure to like stay off the internet. So like this is a nice refreshing thing to be like these are individual episodes. I don't have to worry about being spoiled for five episodes from now by watching it. Robbie, I know you. I know your stance on this um, because I listen to your podcast. But uh, I, I think it would be an interesting topic of discussion here to ask, and, and maybe I want to get Tommy's perspective on this um, because you're a big binge guy. You want to binge yeah. everything. Um, I'm the opposite. I, I love this format. So Tommy, I want you to break the tie here. Would you rather? Would you ha- rather have? Uh, for I mean, what if, for example, would you rather the series drop altogether or come out weekly? Uh, I think for this show, it doesn't really matter either way for me, at least. Okay, I what think, about WandaVision? Sorry, that's a better... Yes, Wanda, I think, for the most part, there was, you know, it's hard for me to remember my take at the time. I think I said Wanda was one that I could have seen. I, I actually think Wanda worked weekly because of the mystery of it. Giving us that week to discuss it, I actually think worked in WandaVision. But... Another example of one, I think that Bad Batch is a show that should have been dropped all at once. I, I think there was too many filler episodes in between that that's a show where it would work better uh, for it all just to be out there. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier would probably work better in that way for me. But I uh, I think Loki and WandaVision, because they're more mystery, mystery-based, I think you need that week to discuss at the you know water cooler at work. And I think you lose that. Yeah, and I think the like I, I agree with WandaVision to a point. I think that, and I, I like I think at the time I had very specific feelings like that it should have been batched like two. It should be like two episodes, two two episodes at a time. Um, I think was my feeling almost like in the in the bubble, out of the bubble because it, it felt sometimes like you were going two weeks without seeing stuff or like there were episodes where it was very herky jerky. Um, but with with what if I think I I'm fine with the weekly release, but like also like this is something that I could let build up. Like if I wasn't. If I wasn't on the podcast this week, I'd probably be letting it build up and just like watching a couple episodes at a time. Um, Captain the Will- and the Falcons, you know, I can't pronounce that. Um, <laughs> I can't this fucking is, pronounce it. I don't right know why. Why can't I pronounce that name? Uh, whatever. That that should have been one thing, and I could have done it over a weekend, and it would have been fine. Um, Loki. Either way, I, I love Loki. I don't care. I could just inject that into my veins. But in general, I think TV shows are better binge, and I think I'd rather just digest them that way when I'm like really into it and just go deep and dive. But yeah, I guess I lose this vote, so it's okay. I think Tommy's more middle ground, at least. I think it depends yeah. on the show for Tommy. But uh, so no, I lost. I lost. Okay, yeah, you're a loser. Um, <laughs> let's go into recommendations. Robbie, I didn't even check with you. Um, do, do you have something you would like to recommend to the audience? Yes, yeah, so I, I prepped because I knew that this would happen. Um, I'm going to recommend Heels on Stars. Uh, it is absolutely incredible. It's got serious uh, Friday Night uh, Light vibes uh, for those who are a fan of the TV show Friday Night Lights. Um, it is about a small a family in a small town where they are wrestlers and they run like a local wrestling operation. And it's about this small town, how everyone is kind of a part of it and how there's kayfabe and all this stuff. And it's just really good. Um it's also probably something that you could wait for it to come out on Netflix or whatever and watch it all one weekend when it comes out that way. But I'm really enjoying it week to week, and I recommend uh, checking out Heels. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't even heard of that. So uh, that would be uh, interesting. Tommy, do you – I know we're just coming off – we're doing back-to-back pods, but uh, do you have something you might be able to recommend? Yeah, I'm going to recommend football because football's back tonight. <laughs> 
and you all should be watching it. Specifically, just watch the Buffalo Bills and root for them, or you don't like me. That was the alt joke that I had was uh, there'd be a great what if episode if the Bills won four Super Bowls in a row. Um, Stop. Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, it's so great having you on the podcast. Uh, you know, Tommy, you know, you know, Tommy, somewhere in Africa, the Bills are back to back to back to back. I, I don't need this play. All right. All right. Let's <laughs> go watch football. That's my but, uh, football. Cut back to Robbie and I talking pre-pod about how much I hate football. But uh, we'll get into that another time. Well, uh, I yeah. can like football. We are the perfect – we're like an Oreo. Yes. Uh, yeah. Continue. No, continue, Tommy. Explain. <laughs> we're, we're like, like an Oreo. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we, both got qualities that, we both got qualities – that we bring to the table, but they're different qualities. You know, the cookie isn't like the cream, and the cream's not like the cookie. That's us. All right, I'll, I just hope I'm the cream in this situation, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to recommend that was a zombie episode, so I'm sticking with my favorite zombie movie of all time. It is the Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder, and I know what you Marvel fans are thinking. You're cringing hearing that name because you're not a fan of the Snyderverse, but listen, there was a time when Zack Snyder made good movies, and uh, you know, Army of the Dead is a lot of fun, which is his most recent zombie movie that came out on Netflix, Um, but even better than that, it's his his uh, his foray into the genre with Dawn of the Dead. Um, it's very it, it can be very campy. There's a lot of really uh, bombastic things going on in that. But I think in a way that makes this very similar to this episode of What If. So uh, if you have not seen the Dawn of the Dead remake, I highly recommend it. That's it. Awesome. Robbie, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank it you is, so like, much for I, having me. I appreciate it. Like we, I had so much fun the first time you're on and like, I've literally been counting down the minutes till we could have you back. And I know we've, we've tried here and there, but um, let's not make it so long next time. Yeah, um, I want to give sucky. you, yeah. oh no, <laughs> I want to give you the oh. opportunity to uh, plug your podcast, which I'll say I love. It is like, uh, there's very, I've got, I listen to a lot of podcasts and there's only three podcasts that I put to the top of my queue when they come out and yours is one of them so i want you to share that with people thank you so much mike i really appreciate that uh the podcast is kickball friends uh we cover all pop culture news uh mostly covering the most new tv shows and movies that come out each week so come join us uh we got timestamps, so if you haven't seen the shows you can skip around we'd love to have you and love to listen uh thank thank you for being a loyal listener michael um i usually drop your name i would say once every three episodes because you always and i love it my ego Twitter. loves that keep it yeah up. yeah yeah <laughs> Do you, is it even in place of anything? Or are you just like, are you talking about something random and you're like, Michael? No, yeah, yeah. Just, well, oh, frequently, honestly, like I talk to Mike a, a bunch on Twitter and we like talk pop culture and eventually like I'll, sometimes I'll drop a, a random poll that he's dropped. I'll, I'll pose the question to my co-host. Um, I just, I really like the take. So I, I like to talk about some of the things that he's talking about. So usually I like to credit, credit my good friend, Michael, when, uh, when I can. This is my pitch. You just drop his name randomly from now on. Michael. Uh, and if someone will timestamp it, they get a, like a prize. Maybe you can get them like a nice little sticker or something. If they, That's true. they can name the time, the time uh, mark. Well, they'd have to get a pin, right? That, that's, uh, that's his thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the dream, Michael, to become a pin? You know, 
I would love. I kind of mentioned this to Tommy earlier. I would love to have Star Wars merch eventually uh, of some sort. I mentioned T-shirts, but enamel pins would be awesome. I don't need myself, but I think my podcast would be enough. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so. again for having me. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad you put up with my nonsense, and I'll let you guys think about who, which Avenger you would eat, and we can discuss further on the next podcast. And I'll let the audience think about whether I am the cream or the cookie part of the Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will end us out here with a couple thank yous. Uh, first of all, Aaron Robertson, who does our music to kick us off here, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. I'd also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, and please subscribe because – uh, look, we, we, we're doing movie recaps. We just did uh, Shang-Chi. We're going to be here every week with What If? And then Star Wars Visions is coming soon. So get ready for that. Um, also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Star Wars Pod. And ask us for a Discord link because we've been doing we have a we have a small little community of folks that, that chat. Robbie's in there. Robbie's in the I'm Discord. In so uh, if you're interested in that, if you want to come talk to Robbie, if if Michael and Tommy don't do it for you, to, uh, Robbie should so. do it. Yes. Uh, but that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.